This is Hip Hop Ghazal by Patricia Smith. Um, I was about to call it the Hip Hop Ghazal, which is, you know, more Arabic pronunciation. Hip Hop Ghazal. Gotta love us brown girls munching on fat, swinging blue hips, decked out in shells and splashes, loudy, bringing them woo hips. As the jukebox teases, watch my sisters throat the heartbreak, inhaling baseline, cracking backbone, and singing through hips. Like something boneless, we glide silent, seeing tween floorboards, wrapping round the hymns, and ooh-wee, clinging like glue hips. Engine grinding, rotating, smoking, gotta pull back some. Natural minds are lost at the mere sight of ringing true hips. Gotta love us girls just strutting down Manhattan streets, killing the menfolk with a dose of that stinging view. Hips. Crying about getting old, Patricia, you need to get off that what God gave you. Say a prayer and start slinging. Cue hips. So I picked that one because uh, um, I'm in conversation today in today's episode with um, Molly about uh, body acceptance. So I hope you enjoy this. Welcome to Monkey Speak. This is not Monkey Speak. Look at that. I looked at you and I said Monkey Speak. That's okay. This is HSV Progressive. And at some point we're going to talk about Monkey Speak too. But um, we're going to start off talking with Molly Reed about some body acceptance issues, right? That's right. Yes. Welcome to the pod. Would you mind maybe giving a brief introduction of yourself, please? Sure. My name is Molly Pettis-Reed, and I've been in Huntsville and in this area in the South for many, many years, in and out, coming back, was overseas, and I'm here. I am a massage therapist, so I work directly with the body, and so that's important to me, but I've been working since I was probably in my 20s on issues of size acceptance and uh, fat phobia and all of the, you know, just body size issues um, for many, many years. And uh, yeah, and so we're beginning to see some change now that I'm, you know, about to turn 60. (laughs) (laughs) Beginning to see some change. Um, um, So what propelled you into an interest in this? Was it just personal or? I think it did. Yes, it absolutely started out as personal. I've always been, I've always been bigger, always, I came out big. Uh-huh. And so, <laughs> uh, and it was, uh, you know, and I always, in my younger years, tried very desperately not to be. Yep. Um, I was, I was the, uh, you know, the funny fat one. I was the fat friend. I was all of those fat uh, cliches that you heard. Um, and then one day I just got really sick of it and just said, you know, I'm pretty valuable. I'm pretty amazing. Uh, I don't know what that came from. God help me. But, um, <laughs> mm, yeah. uh, I said, you know, I'm pretty smart chick here and I really, 
deserve better than this. And I think that came after I uh, hurt myself in, in the gym, uh, oh. overdoing and, and uh, pulled uh, my shoulder and um, tore a ligament and did some things that uh, just shouldn't have been doing because, uh, you know, harder, more, all of that stuff. Uh -huh. And um, and it hurt and it took a year, more than a year to really heal. And I just said, that, you know, I began to ask myself, why am I doing this? And I, I hate working out. <laughs> I hate doing those repetitive things in the gym. And, uh, and so, uh, I began to, to begin, began to think about those things and why is this, you know, and the way you know, it is. I, uh, I, I love, I kind of love working out mostly cause I, 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 I do a really good job of building muscle and mm -hmm. I love the way mm -hmm. that feels. But, yeah. then, but then, of course, I'm uh, all it happens is I'm just a fat person with muscles. And and then right. I, it's like you get made fun of for being fat and uh -huh. being butch or something. I don't know. You know, that kind of and, stuff. So. And, and that's part of it. You know, I, there's, there are some incredible fat athletes and uh, I apologize. I don't have her name. It's not coming up, but she is a trainer in Australia. She owns a gym. She's uh -huh. an amazing triathlete. Uh -huh. She weighs 300 plus pounds. She's tall, very athletic and fat. So her BMI uh -huh. is high, but she, um, but she trains people. She's, I mean, I don't, I would never do a try. <laughs> I mean, I can't even believe doing all that in one day. What? Take me uh -huh. a year to do all that. I don't want to do that, but that's not the point. But that, that my point is there are amazing athletes who are big. A friend of mine is actually a, a trainer and he, he, um, teaches martial arts and he, uh, works out all the time and he's a big guy. Mm -hmm. He's just a big guy. No. And um, so, you know, I, but, but they get, made, we get made fun of and we get, you know, you could work harder and, then, yeah. you know, and it's like, or, or you get no, this thing I like, can't. oh, I'm so glad to see you here in the gym. You're doing the right thing, oh, you know, and yeah. all that kind of. Don't God. you love that? I love that. Oh, I'm, you know, yeah. Yo, go girl. And, you know, which. I know comes from a good place, but it's misplaced. I think yes, it's like, yes. do you a, do, yeah. do you do that to your thin friend? <laughs> yeah. Who, who never works out and goes to the gym for the first time. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you don't. You don't so do I, you use the, the term BMI. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about what BMI is? BMI is the body mass index. It's used in the uh, in medical field to determine your ratio of fat to muscle. Um, <laughs> it was developed in around 1860. I may have that year off a little bit, but it, um, developed by a man who was an, um, he was a mathematician and a um, untrained sociologist. And he wanted to come up with a way to sort of um, compare uh, different bodies, but the bodies he were, was looking at were white men uh -huh. in Western Europe. Uh -huh. Okay, uh, 
white men in Western Europe, even white men in Western Europe in 1860 were smaller. Yep. Oh, yeah, <laughs> than they were. Men are today. And not to mention females, not to mention people of color, not to mention all of the other issues that come along with it. Well, this number that was developed by this mathematician in 1860 was adopted by what became the insurance uh, industry. Well, and, and we it was never really, just, you know. Yeah, we yeah. have plenty of bad things to say about the insurance industry. Lots uh, of that to say. Just here's another one. But anyway, right. I mean, they're just looking for ways to deny you coverage, right? Right, right. Yeah. And it's not only that. Um, I have, in just in the last month, I found this out. A woman emigrated. Her family was emigrating to New Zealand. And she had a body mass index on the higher end, probably around 36, which is about maybe a little bit higher than mine. And she was denied entry. She could, she, I mean, she could stay in the country, but she had to lose so much weight. She oh had to God. lose weight in order to get citizenship. Oh. <laughs> because she would be a stress on the health yeah, uh, so how closely system. it is health and BMI correlated? I mean, you I, know? yeah, really. And ultimately, it's not because it's not. you can look at it's not. Uh, it is. And, and <laughs> it being not even based on real numbers, on mm -hmm. real things, mm -hmm. that's to start with. But if you look at, say, I don't know, a linebacker, mm -hmm. his BMI might be as large as, as you know as much as whatever he's mm -hmm. going to come in at when uh, at obese a uh, highly obese even mm -hmm. <laughs> but we know how much he a muscle that is right uh -huh. so it, it it's ridiculous and then somebody who uh you know they just and i can tell you as a massage therapist <laughs> there really are individual differences in bodies, uh -huh. body or scale. And I'm not saying it happens a lot. And I'm not saying that it's a huge um, discrepancy, but there are people with heavier structures. Mm -hmm. There just are. Mm -hmm. I have touched people's bodies. who <laughs> They just weigh more because their skeleton is highly dense because they have highly dense muscle. But they may also have a, a higher level of uh, outer fat. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, that person is not unhealthy. That yeah. person runs marathons or that person swims every day. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not even, you know, the discrimination goes on and on. Um, I don't, you know, that idea that we talked about earlier of good fat versus bad fat. Yeah. We, you know, um, that term, are you a good fat? Well, <laughs> I'm, if I'm a good fat, if I'm trying to lose weight or if yeah. I have a condition that keeps me fat or, or if I'm not, or if I'm sad about it. Yeah. Um, the truth is it doesn't matter why or how, or it just doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a non-issue. To get beyond even is BMI any sort of actual predictor of health, do, what you know, whose business is your health? 
Thank you. Uh, if you are if you are handicapped in any way, or you have a disease, or you have whatever issue, it doesn't make your worth less. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't make your work or your mental capacity less. Now you know we have all sorts of other things that go on, but it doesn't make your value as a human being less. That's right. And um, yeah, I can go on and on. Any but more the, than any more than your race does or your age does or your class does or or any of any of these ways that people get discriminated against and yes people mm-hmm. get seriously in 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 economically uh, unpleasant ways discriminated right. against for being in a heavier body correct and uh, we don't allow you know we will I always say that fat people are under treated in the healthcare system and skinny people are over treated. Um, I actually did have a woman, a friend who went in to see the, to the emergency room. She couldn't figure out what the pain was. She, she actually had a broken leg from the fall and they told her she needed to lose weight. That it was just a matter of weight. She was having pain. It's just she a, weight. yet another example of the 50 million stories just like that. Right. And so, and, and yeah. I, I personally um, avoid going to the doctor like the plague. Absolutely. I, I can't because uh, one time I went um, when I was, I was having a sinus infection, which I used to have a lot of. And I went to, I was out of town. And so I went to a, a doc in the box um, and I, and you know, they, t- they take, they take your vitals and they take your blood pressure. Right. Forever. I have had solid, <laughs> great blood pressure right where it's supposed to be at every size that I've been. My mm-hmm. blood pressure has always been, well, it was totally good that day too. But yeah. that nurse came in and said to me, well, your blood pressure's good, but you know that you need to watch out for it because you're in a heavier body. And so, like, you know, you got to watch out. And ever since then, the, I, I have white coat uh, paranoia. Right. I, when I walk into a doctor's office, I'm like, oh, God, they're going to take my blood pressure and say something to me. And so my blood pressure goes through the roof. Goes up, right, because not because. And then if you say, I don't have, have my it. blood pressure taken, they're like, oh, well, we have to write that down in the chart and make a big deal out of it, you know? Right. Well, and in fact, you can uh, you can refuse anything like that. Um, I have been very, very lucky. I'm going to say I have had two of the most amazing doctors here in Huntsville. The second, well, the first one retired. I literally cried. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the second one that I have now uh, is, is wonderful. If I say, I don't want to get on the scale today, I, there's no question. We just don't do that. And they said, well, do you have an idea of your weight? They might say, no. Okay. They go, <laughs> we go into the room. Good. Um, and and that's been fine that's been fine um uh and i've known her for a long time now and i'm really grateful for her 
Uh, but you have to advocate so hard that you get so sick of this. I have, I um, went to a new doctor after my other doctor retired and uh, <laughs> the only thing they wanted to talk about was my weight. And I said, listen, I've always been this way. I just finished the um, 5K run. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I just you know I'm taking care of myself. Can we move on? And she said, "Well, I would really like to get you on this weight loss medication." Huh. And I don't know what was wrong with me that day, but I was I was just over it. I said, "Whatever, whatever. Just give me the medication. I'd like to move on to why I'm here." No. Well, I did. Into uh, I took this medication, and about two weeks in, I became highly. Um, nervous. I mean, I began to, um, I just became really nervous and afraid of everything. And I called the doctor and I said, this is not good. And they said, it's the medication. Um, I want you, you can't get off of it fast. You have to go down slowly. And I said, okay. It literally took me about eight months to get over, get over that. Yeah. And yeah. I took it for two weeks and I said, you know what? It's not worth it. No, it's, it's just not. not worth it. And, um, and I didn't lose any weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and for what, what did you, what are you going to gain out of, uh, out of like being anxious and paranoid? Right. Um, and it, it, it was absolutely when, the worst. When the problem is really with society and they need to get over themselves. It's exactly. <laughs> Sorry to say. No, no, society. no. It is true. What, what, and people don't realize that we have been so indoctrinated that this is how our clothes are supposed to look. And I, I you know, I, I feel like I look bad in my clothes. You don't look bad in your clothes. You look the way you look and that you look fine, you know, yeah. and we're supposed to be this and we're supposed to be that. And um, I was just recently talking to another friend. I said, you know, there is what I refer to as pretty privilege. Yep. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, if you fit that norm uh, and uh, and you use it, then you can go really far. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if you don't fit that norm, then you have to, you have to really learn to manipulate it. And and to me, that's not the person I want to be. You know, I don't want to be one that has to go in and manipulate uh, my world, I want to be able to go and live in my world and yeah. be a good person and, and work and be, be the Spartan. You know, I, I don't think I'm unattractive. I do know that I'm fat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but that pretty privilege is, is, um, is a, a real thing for both men and women. And, um, and all people in between, uh, we, uh, and, and it's the discrimination that happens. I mean, I had somebody say, well, I get told I'm skinny all the time and everybody and it's just as bad. And I said, I'm sorry that that happens to you. I know that must be frustrating to have somebody, you know, constantly con commenting on your body and what you eat. <laughs> yeah, I know that must be very frustrating. And I, I hate that for you. And in all sincerity, however, answer me this have you lost a job because you're fat 
because you're thin. Yeah. Have you been, have you not gotten a job after an interviewing because you're, because you're thin? Have you, um, uh, you know, have you not gotten a date because you're thin? Have you been uh, ignored in an exercise class because you're thin? Have you, you know, probably not. Yep. And I don't want, I, I don't want anybody to feel bad about their body, but the truth is it's so systemic Yeah. Um, that it, you, you know, if you're fat, you're stupid. You, you must not be very smart. I have had um, people say things like that to me. Exactly. Exactly mm -hmm. that. Like mm -hmm. sitting you're, across, you're, sitting from across from somebody who said, man, you're so smart, Joy. I don't understand why you're fat. I know. I know. It's very, <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. But people, um, I actually, I, and, and I've, I've known people who've said, I don't want to be fat because people think I'm dumb. They think yeah. I'm mentally incapable of doing things. And, and that's the problem. That's not my problem. That's their problem. That's their problem. Yeah. And, and uh, they think you're lazy. They think you eat too much. People think I eat constantly <laughs> and, and and I actually had people that say you know I've been, you haven't eaten much today is that normal and I would like this I don't eat during the first part of the day uh -huh. I'm not hungry in the first part of the day uh -huh. I'll eat I'll eat a little snack if I'm working a lot if I'm you know got several clients and then I'll eat a meal and that's it yeah you know, and people don't get that. That's just the way I am. Now, I'm not going to deny that I, I enjoy a cookie or uh, a soda or something like that. That's foolish. But I, there's a whole mess of thin people out there who enjoy those things. Yeah, that's right. Too. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm, I'm always, uh, what I eat is always observed. If I go into a restaurant, yep. I love, uh, every once in a while, I just like to go out to eat by myself and read a book. And I had, I was it, treated myself one day and I was sitting in this little restaurant and the, there was a couple next to me and the guy was constantly talking to his partner about my food, my plate. And I uh. thought, and I just finally just set my book down and I was sitting there and I turned around to him and I went, is there a problem? Are you offended by me sitting in a restaurant eating? And he didn't even, he just, you know, he, he didn't say anything. Yeah. Uh, but this well, is. Well, because of yeah. course, Molly, you were supposed to be so stupid. You couldn't even figure out that he was talking about you. I, oh, wow. Well, I'm not supposed to be stupid. I'm supposed to be lazy. I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Um, you know, and, the, and you know, I, I'm teaching, uh, teach a course. I've taught other things in the class. I'm getting ready to teach the course that I called Embolden to advertise myself a little bit there. No but, problem. Um, <laughs> Not a uh, but it is about accepting your own size and learning to um, come from the inside out and, and not the outside in. And let's let's give ourselves, you know, the grace and love that we deserve uh, and and then teach the world around us to do that. But my my point is that, you know, we we talk bad about ourselves, too. And and when we don't, when we're somebody who stands up for ourselves and says, no, this isn't the way uh, that I am. And I don't think most people are. Uh -huh. I always say, you know, we're not if you're an adult living and working in the United States and probably most most of the Western world, if you're not in a 
you know, third world country, mm-hmm. you know what's healthy food and what's not. Mm-hmm. The fact is that we don't always have access to it That's right. or we don't always have time for it That's or we don't right. always make time for it because we don't feel like we deserve it or it's too expensive or whatever. We know what we should be eating. Or, or that's not or, the point. Or we're wage slaves that, and we really right. don't, you know, we we don't have the resources, the wherewithal of exactly. all of that, the money, the time, the energy, the attention, all of that. You just don't have it when at the end of the Mm-mm. day. Right. So, and the, the, you know, even... You know, what? so what's the answer to that? You know, what can you do about that? Well, you got to change society, don't you? Because yeah. either you need to help those people not be wage slaves and totally sapped mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Or if you have people that are still sapped at the end of the day, help them get healthy food. Exactly. And, and this is where you get that intersection of all of the uh, bias and prejudice that we get. I always say that size acceptance and fat phobia have to do with body autonomy. It's none of my damn business what you put in, excuse my language, it's none of my business what you put in your mouth. It's none of my business what your diet looks like. It's none of my business what your health looks like. It's none of your business that I have PCOS. It's none of your business uh, that I teach yoga and I do weight training and do all these. It's none of your business. Yeah. And what I do with my body is my business. But we have not got a society that's structured that way. No. Your body is offensive, so you must be removed, whether you're black, fat, whatever. You know, if you don't fit in, if this doesn't make, compute with our way of our structure of power, then it has to be changed. And we have to make you feel bad about it so mm. that you will put and yourself it, in the right place. This is really intersecting with a lot of the conversations that I have had lately about homeless people. Right. And how there's all of these like, like, you can't build apartment complexes in my neighborhood, you know, because those people, those people and and uh, and we can't have a boarding house because, oh, my God, those I don't want those people nearby, you know, it's Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um People. You know, they, they talk about poor people being fat. Well, why is that? Yeah. Well, because, you know, you, because, you, because you've, you've reduced uh, their access to really good food. Yep, that's right. You've re- you, you reduced their access to, um, to, to mobility, actually. Um, and again, uh, you know, it, and I, I am one of those people that I will not shame you for your kink. And if you want to lie in bed and not move for the rest of your life, that's your own damn business. Mm-hmm. If you want somebody to come in and feed you loads of food and you're, you have a partner who's a feeder and you just want to get fatter and fatter, you know what? That's none of my business. None of my yeah. business. Yeah. Um, I would hope that you had, that I would want you to be healthy 
That's yeah. still none of my business. Doesn't matter what I want, you know. And they say, I can, I, 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 I can feel heartbroken about that, but sure. I can just walk away and have my heartbreak. Exactly right. And and yeah. and so we take that and we turn it into uh, what I call trauma porn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we put it on TV. TV, yep. And we watch that and we say, oh, I'll never get that big. Okay. But we take all these issues and, and again, that is that is putting everything in a, a form that we can digest it, not to make a pun, but, um, but it, you know, within the structure, power structure, that's the way it is. I'm a big thing on, I'm big, big, big on body autonomy. And, and you know, I, you know, I, I am pro choice. I am. I was about uh, you know, to say that stuff. Could we just go ahead and say that body autonomy also includes uh, you know, pro-choice. Yes. It, it, absolutely it does. And, you know, my whole thing is that if you cannot control what happens to your body, no matter what anybody else thinks, then you are a slave to something. Yep. Yep. Something is has a mastery over you. And, you you know, and again, that comes down to what, who, you know, the, the, this power structure that we have and um and i'm somewhere in the middle i know that i have you know probably higher than the middle actually because i know that i have privilege as a white woman mm -hmm. i know that i have privilege because i have uh, a little bit of money uh i know i have privilege for those things mm -hmm. but i'm but you know i think because of that i've i have become aware uh oh uh oh we lost molly molly something happened did you uh, yeah here she's she's coming back we're good i swear it says she's coming back we'll just maybe have to edit this part out and <laughs> There we are. Sorry there we about go. That. You're back. Don't know what happened there, but <laughs> I apologize. Um, it's okay. I'm sure, I'm sure it's all good. It my computer. But anyway, um, and having that makes, you know, I, I, I want very much to know when to step back. Uh, that's important to me. Um, as a, you know, uh, I have a lot of friends who are people of color and, and, uh, you know, I never assume that they have to educate me, but I do want to support them. And, um, and in talking about that, you know, we, um, the BMI, a lot of fat phobia has come down through history as part of, uh, you know, we don't want to look like those people. We don't want to look like fat people. So, you know, people started ingesting the whole, that's where diet culture began mm -hmm. um, in those, uh, in those days when, um, you know, uh, black people were actually put into freak shows and stuff oh and uh, sold as prostitutes because, uh, you know, their bodies were so exotic. And um, and um, and that's where that that began to come. We began we developed a diet culture, which now makes billions of dollars on our insecurities. Yes. And 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 
it's 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 not just that they may happen to make billions of dollars on our insecurities. They feed our insecurities in order to they, keep us in the in the pipeline. Totally. They absolutely, way that absolutely. They yep. Yeah. You don't want to look like those people. You don't want to, you know, don't you want to be accepted? Don't you want to, you know, I can remember magazines and commercials from the seventies when I was a little girl of you don't you want to get a husband? <laughs> Don't you want to get a husband? So you know, and you have to take Dexatrim. I remember it was. <laughs> oh my gosh! It was speed. Is what it yep. Was. Yep. And, that's right. Um, but you know, uh, I remember taking Dexatrim at age ten. Oh, um, I, 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 I am. Um, uh, I, I was a very, very active, uh, child. And mm-hmm. then, and and like so, I could I ate everything under the sun, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. but I was like riding horses four days a four hours a day and stuff like that. Right. And and then I got shipped off to Catholic boarding school, mm. and I gained weight like nobody's business, and I basically became anorexic over it. Mm. Um, I, I, I like, oh my God, the obsession with every calorie and every piece of fat I could, I, I could notice on my body. What a miserable existence that was. I, it was just awful. And, uh, the, I don't really know how I got out of that. Um, But at some point, you know, I, I kind of got better from that, kind of. But it was still yeah. a very long time before I came to body positivity or body acceptance or anything mm-hmm. remotely like that. Right. I, I was, you know, they, they, they love to shame you like, you know, if the diet doesn't work, it's your fault because of your mm-hmm. willpower or something like that. There's never any question that maybe diets don't work. <laughs> right, right. You know? which we know, in fact, empirically, 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 we know that mm-hmm. there's tons of studies, just hundreds of studies, I would dare say, that say that diets don't indeed work. Yeah, diets don't work. Yeah. You will lose weight. And then you will gain it back and then some. And yep. what happens that you get that yo-yo effect and you're, you're, um, metabolism's all horked yep. and and um that's when i said uh i and i've done a lot of things to lose weight that i'm not necessarily proud of mm-hmm. but i went this is taking its toll on me emotionally spiritually and definitely physically because i couldn't eat food and feel good my body I mm-hmm. I just couldn't it wasn't feeling good like I had a mm-hmm. hard time and once I began to feed be mindful of my own body not how I was supposed to be but my own body yeah and I began to say what is it that my body likes to do and um and I did this through oh, a lot of means a lot of natural Arabic and stuff uh, things uh-huh. like that I'm I used to be a vegetarian I'm not anymore but about an 80 20 uh meat ingester but I uh I say what does what is it that uh, my body likes to eat and what does it feel good eating yeah. I can't eat 
you know, chocolate cake all day and feel good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I did. It, it's not food. So in this class. And so you, to... we can talk about that. But that's another thing. It's just like it's becoming aware of who you are and what your body needs instead of saying, well, this is a number that we want you to reach. And here's another number <laughs> we want you to reach. So you yeah. can reach that number. And then maybe there's another number that we yep. need. Stop looking at the freaking numbers and start looking at the person. Talking about healthcare. Uh -huh. That's what I would like to see happen. Yeah. And so, but this self-awareness that you're talking about, paying attention mm -hmm your body is this something that you like work on in this class that you say you're about to give yes it is actually um i uh we do we will be doing a it'll start out as a one day uh a whole day of doing uh meditation mindfulness exercises a little book study uh some some yoga movement yoga based movement mm -hmm. um and so it's a whole thing of, of getting in touch with your body for years i pretty much stopped at the net <laughs> uh -huh. I mean, I, I knew I had a body and it did all the things I needed it to do, but I didn't really pay attention to it. Yep. So um, when I began that journey um, and I did that by engaging in yoga, <laughs> uh -huh. which um, has has been a, a wonderful thing for me, I became aware of how my body was feeling and how I was breathing and if my heart was racing or if all of those things. And there are people walking around in the world who don't even realize that yeah. Yeah. Um, they have tension or they, they don't, you know, they're, they're so divorced from, uh, from the neck down that they don't know. Yeah. And so it really is about getting into that place of, of mindfully being present with yourself and in all the aspects of your life. And I, I like to talk about the mind body connection, but also mind body and soul. Uh, and um, I, I have a lot of people who don't believe in the soul, but that's fine. It yeah. is a state of being and your sense of well being that I'm talking about. Uh -huh. And so um, what I try to go through is, you know, we will eat during the day and to eat all that makes you feel good mm -hmm. eat until you're finished eat and don't uh -huh. be ashamed of that because fat people need to eat in order to stay alive just as much as skinny people <laughs> yeah believe it or not so everybody out there <laughs> yeah and and there are people who won't eat in front of people mm -hmm. um, there are and i had to you know i exercised my you know did that for myself and uh went out and ate in front of people and it, and it wasn't easy at first but then it's like so and it and uh for a lot of years I wouldn't look in the mirror at myself and I started really going in and every morning looking at myself completely naked and going oh okay yeah I see that I see you I see that and it's a process of you can look at a tree and not make a judgment <laughs> let's try looking at ourselves and not make a judgment yeah okay this is my body and this is the way it looks okay and 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 coming to uh for a lot of people it's just a state of neutrality about it mm -hmm. you know but um for me i'm 
one of those people that actually likes to experience joy in my body. <laughs> and yeah. so it is about let's, let's discover how you can love on it. And, and I do talk about that and about, you know, being comfortable with the shape and the feel and the movement of your body. And yeah. yeah. And because we, well, this is good. where we live. You, yeah. you know, we can't walk away from it. Mm -hmm. uh, this is it. And even oh, even but come on, Molly, you just need to get a remodel job. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be? Nice? And you know, there are people who do that, but I don't have money for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but being in there, we can't walk away from our home. Yep. You know, and and when we pass away, we'll go whatever happens then. But this is mm -hmm. where we live for now, and we're going to take it with us. And even if you feel the need to change it in some way, that is your right, and that yeah. is your prerogative. But do it from a place of inform uh, of informed mindfulness, because uh, you know, one, one just, can wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight. Um, Loose, well, fine. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna uh, preach body autonomy, you, mm -hmm. you have to be okay with other people doing doing that if that's where they are. Amen. You have to if that's what you want to do. Uh, but what I would say, and I do say this, <laughs> I will not celebrate your weight loss. Yeah, thank I you. will celebrate you feeling good. Okay. Yeah. I will celebrate how you feel. I uh -huh. will celebrate you getting in touch with your body. I will celebrate you moving and being able to dance again. I will celebrate that. And so my, my what I would say to doctors and, and trainers and everybody else is stop putting so much emphasis on the friggin' number yeah. and put the emphasis on the body feeling good. Yes, yes. And yes. the body yes, learning yes, yes. to move. And what is it that you want your body to do? And how can you get to the point where you're able to do all the things that you yes, want to yes, do? Yes. And if you don't want to do them, you don't want to do them. That's fine. But mm -hmm. if you want mm -hmm. to focus on that, because I'm going to tell you the truth. When you focus on that, that number loses its importance. Mm hmm. And, you, and uh, you know, chances are you're going to lose some weight, whether it's a lot or a little. I don't know. But, it, you yeah. know, you chances are. Yeah. Because you're going to, you know, uh, we know all those things. But stop putting the, the importance on the number. Well, looky, before we break up, I, I just want to take a minute to talk about what I accidentally tried to call this. Monkey, <laughs> monkey speak to. Because yes. you you and I are kind of in on this uh, on this little project, right. so we're have we're doing once a month and a spoken word open mic, right? Um, so and uh, you're the one who brought it back up because it, there used to be a monkey speak that we went to at Low Mill, actually mm -hmm. in the, when at Flying Monkey, right. even before it was at Low Mill. There was a mon yeah. monkey speak. So, but what, uh, you know, what is, what, why, why, why are we doing this? What does it mean to you? You know, <laughs> what, what do you bring in? Well, you know, I, I, I love to write and I love to read and I really, really love to be read too. And I love to hear people, uh, what people have written. I just, I, it just tickles me. It makes me happy. 
And so um, coming from low mill and, um, you know, and not, it not happening uh, because uh, Flying Monkey broke up uh, and I had access to a space. Uh, I, my friend Leah and I opened up a, a place over on Drake and uh, we called it Buddha Movement. Um, and it, it was, a, yeah, we, we were planning on having a yoga studio and that's what it is. But uh, I said, you know, hey, let's do monkey speak here. Uh, there's no reason we couldn't do that. It's an open room. It's a nice little room and it's a good place. I've since left and now it's the movement studio, but um, we're still, still, doing it, yeah. still doing it there. And uh, so uh, decided the along with Marilyn Coffee to call it Monkey Speak 2, T-O-O, which uh-huh. I like. And, you and know, just, I got, I got pr- uh, approval for that from Catherine, who was the Monkey Speak, you know, person. Right. And for me, that whole thing of Monkey Speak and the, the, the primate mind and all that, you know, there's lots of things that kind of go in that for me, but just having a place where you can share your work, your poetry, whatever. Um, and I like that it's an adult atmosphere and, you, you know, nobody's afraid of words and uh-huh. uh, it, it, it makes me very happy. And I'm uh, going to be working on uh, along with you guys to, you know, get that more out into the community now. So we're continuing to do it at the movement uh, studio um, at 2227 <laughs> Drake Avenue. It's building 3A. And uh, yeah. It's so, on uh, the fourth Saturday of the month, right? The fourth Saturday. So if there's five Saturdays. It's not the last one. It's, it's not the, the fourth last one. one. It's the fourth one. And uh, this month it'll be on the 28th. 28th, yeah. In the evening, 7.30 is when we start. 7.30, yeah. And it's been great to to see some of the old people come back and hopefully some new ones. Yeah, yeah. we have had new ones, yeah. Yeah, we have had. And um, I know there are people out there in Huntsville who write and we'd love to hear from them. I think, you know, I want them to come. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, I've talked to people who do write and, and they'll, and they write such smart things and yet they don't want to come. And I'm like, just, you know, nobody is sitting there wanting to critique you at all. No, I I never get that. I've gotten that feeling. It's just come and share it. It just always, is uh, a joyful thing no matter what it is and if you you know if it seems ugly that's fine if it seems happy that's fine whatever it is short stories poems i just love it all yeah i think it's been great too i think we've had we've done have we had three of them since our restart three yes yeah, yeah. so okay. this will this will be yeah, our be fourth fourth one yeah. And, and we're coming into the holidays, so maybe we'll get more participation. That would be great. But I really yeah. do think we've had some really good participation and some great, great stuff. I, I agree. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. Yeah. All the words. <laughs> uh, well, do, are there any last thoughts you want to leave us with? <laughs> I would like to leave this and the world uh, just maybe a little bit more self-love, just, just love yourself and, and, 
and just know that no matter what anybody says or does or thinks or says, you are worthy of being everything you want to be, whether you're large or small or whatever. Just, yeah, just love yourself. And um, if I can help in any way, I will. <laughs> if not, that's why I do. That's wonderful. And you, you, you have a, a website? I have uh, just look up Laughing Buddha. I know it's a mouthful. Laughing Buddha Therapeutic Body Work. And okay. Google will take you to my website and uh, I'm working on it. It got really messed up. And so slowly it's being built back up. Uh, if you have, you can get, um, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Super cool. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you coming and talking to us a little bit. Um, I do think it's important to talk about this kind of stuff. I do too. And as you can tell, I love to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> and, and joy. You're one of my favorite people. So thank you. Oh. It's, it's been an honor. Uh, well, thank you. That's a little bit over the top, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I will see you at monkey speak too in a couple of weeks. So that's right. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Take, take care of yourself. Stay safe. And uh, talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.